In this episode of A-Level Political Ideologies, I'll be talking about the conservative strand of new right conservatism. The New Right emerged in the 1970s and 1980s as a counter to the consensus on social democracy that had emerged since the post-war era. From 1945, conservatives had accepted um, the pragmatic and paternalistic ideas that were dominating most of the Western world at the time. And authoritarian conservatism had kind of been officially overthrown with the end of the uh, dictatorships in Spain, for example, in uh, 1970 under General Franco. So the post-war one nation or middle way um, approach was kind of like confirmed or advocated because there was rapid and sustained economic growth during those early uh, post-war years you know uh, kind of boomer time they say Um, and it seemed that this idea of managed capitalism where the government intervenes in the economy um, was having success and um, you know reducing unemployment and big kind of um, social building programs etc but by the time we get to um, the mid-1970s, um, there start to be more issues with um, trade unions going on strike, for example. We've talked about the um, winter of discontent in 1978-79. Um, and this leads to a set of much more radical ideas being developed that seek to kind of challenge that Keynesian, um, you know, welfare state orthodoxy that had reigned since 1945. In terms of political philosophy, it's very heavily linked to the um, philosopher Robert Nozick, whose book Anarchy, State and Utopia um, was a challenge against uh, John Rawls's book, Theory of Justice. Um, and kind of, yeah, really kind of shook up the um, kind of consensus census at the time on this and it's also very closely linked to Margaret Thatcher in the UK and um, Ronald Reagan in uh, America which sometimes means that this um, you know strand known as the new right um, is also known in the UK as Thatcherism or in America as kind of Reaganomics. The key point here is that the new right is actually made up of two slightly kind of uh, separated uh, strands as well so on one side you've got neoliberalism and on the other side you've got neoconservatism neoliberalism links to ideas about the economy in particular so the free market okay building on the ideas of adam smith in the 18th century whose book the wealth of wealth of nations had um kind of you know argued for you know governments to not get involved in the economy so much that the free market would um control supply and demand and shouldn't be interfered with so that people can keep their own kind of private property and profits. Neoconservatism though is much more to do with social attitudes. Um, So the defence of order, maintaining authority and discipline, but also kind of having moral judgments on uh, certain things. So kind of ideas of potentially censoring aspects of uh, TV or films, uh, maybe uh, things to do with drugs, abortions, um, homosexuality, things that are to do with people's private lives and legislating um, about things in those realms. On the one hand, you've got neoliberalism, lots of freedom and no state intervention in the economy, pulling back the state, 
cutting uh, government funding, uh, lowering taxes. But then on the other side, you've got more state intervention in to the way in which people should lead their lives being legislated by the government. We can kind of summarise the new right as economic libertarianism, but state and social authoritarianism. So in this way, you know, it's a blend of both kind of radical new ideas and also reactionary um, traditional ideas going back to um, what is considered to be a kind of, you know, golden age of the 19th century when the free market, you know, this kind of like laissez-faire attitude was... Um, you know, prevalent. So we always talk about conservatives as looking to the past. The kind of confusing thing in a way about new right conservatism is that it is so radical, it is so based on theory and, um, you know, not necessarily pragmatic decisions because they can, you know, go against the grain of things that had been in place at that time. Um, but it's reactionary because it's trying to um, go back to supposedly a time in which, you know, things were better. The new right does kind of clash quite a bit with one nation and traditional conservatism in um, some ways because of its emphasis on kind of these kind of slightly more abstract principles and also for advocating the individual rather than the kind of um, societal role. So if we take a look at Ayn Rand, um, who was a novelist in the mid-20th century, um, in her work she argues that actually selfishness is kind of a virtue, that it's not a bad thing to be selfish um, and that actually that enables people to take a self-interest in their um, lives in order to better themselves. Um, but this means that people are going to be more atomistic, it's going to make society more atomistic rather than an organic whole. Equally, Robert Nozick, um, you know, famously argued that taxation was um, a form of slavery um, because you, the the products of your labour, you are not allowed to fully enjoy because the state takes it away from you. So th th there's a there's a view here that taxation discourages enterprise, discourages dynamism and innovation, and actually, on a more found you know principle level actually infringes on individual rights and property rights um, and this kind of idea is sometimes known as fiscal conservatism as well fiscal relating to the economy in this view then the welfare state definitely goes um, against this kind of whole philosophy because it redistributes people's um, wealth in order to help others um, and that is a violation of the self-interest of individuals and a violation of property rights so neoliberalism in summary, you know, is very radical. It's advocating a much more atomistic society that's based on self-interest. Um, there's a minimal state in order to ensure that the free market is running, you know, well and efficiently. Um, but it's also part of the kind of like globalization process as well in order to kind of, you know, make sure that all markets are free and there's no kind of protectionism on um you know, d d certain different markets, which again, we can kind of see a little bit in the EU debate in that the EU creates taf tariffs within the um, 
EU trading block and actually trading on uh, WTO rules will um, kind of open that up. So that comes from a neoliberal um, economic perspective there. So the other half of the new right strand is neoconservatism. And, you know, the why neoconservatism emerges is essentially as a kind of backlash against the, you know, values that had arisen in the 1960s, which were very permissive, you know, when they say sex, drugs and rock and roll, that kind of era, um, which traditionalists kind of um, argued was creating social fragmentation, breaking down, you know, kind of uh, traditional structures and that kind of thing by encouraging liberal freedoms. Um, so it's it's like a, yeah, a reactionary response to that um, to make sure that actually the state gets involved as a leader, a role model and the authority in society. This is kind of a different form of paternalism because the kind of one nation form of paternalism is much more based on uh, social reform in order to reduce poverty, whereas this neoconservative stance is much more about trying to impose social discipline on society. Essentially, in order to achieve goals which the state has deemed are appropriate for society to follow. So in this sense, um, the new right advocates for a tough stance on law and order, you know, strong, long prison sentences, um, you know, the kind of famous kind of war on drugs that's been going on in America um, since the 80s as well. And Margaret Thatcher plays a lot of emphasis on traditional family values and therefore kind of making judgments on what was a normal family, um, what was a moral um, kind of style of family, let's say. Again, the philosophical theory behind this is actually that if people choose different moral positions on things, then that's going to cause more confusion in society and lead to the fragmentation um, of society. So it's important that everyone kind of follows those same kind of uh, moral uh, viewpoints and therefore pluralism or kind of, you know, like more liberal um, freedoms is threatening because it undermines that cohesion of society. And this is heavily linked to ideas of, you know, what a common culture is, what civic identity is, um, and, you know, for a kind of form of nationalism that enables people to feel connected to a community, which also means that, um, you know, th this is where uh, certain views on immigration um, have also arisen with different ethnicities or races or religions or, you know, viewpoints on different things. That kind of like, not just multiculturalism, but pluralism of all its forms um, being a threat somehow to the nation and the actual state needing to take a stance on it and to stick with it. So in summary, the new right strand of conservatism is made up of two parts, neoliberal and neoconservative. The neoliberal aspect is based on the economy, making sure that the government is not getting involved um, in running the economy. The only thing the state should be doing is controlling inflation to encourage more economic uh, activity in the free market, encourage um, investment. Uh, state things that were previously nationalised were privatised in order to make them more efficient and to be more profitable. And the moral argument of this is based on the idea that humans, yes, they might be selfish, um, but actually it's important 
an important part of their um, kind of freedom to be able to have the profits from the work that they do. This means that the new right actually think on, on the view of human imperfection that humans actually are capable of making rational decisions. So that kind of goes against Hobbes, doesn't it? So economically, we're right, relying purely on the free market, not um, intervening in the economy in any way except to control inflation um, and to minimise the welfare state and any government spending. And the neoconservative aspect of the new right the emphasis is much more about asserting authority through laws which enforce social discipline and certain moral values um, rather than the one nation approach of via social reform or via welfare measures the aim is to uphold social order and protect public morality and therefore it's a reaction against the um, kind of permissiveness of the 1960s